Hey everybody, this is J.R. Bell with I Got Your Six Podcast. And in this episode, we're going to be talking about the corrupt police system. And this series on season six is all about what comes to with corrupt in the law enforcement and within the jurisdictions of policing and stuff, as well as this police state that we have. Um, we're going to be dealing with more into the corrupt of what goes on in society with the police department and stuff. So we're going to be talking about more corruption, dealing with law enforcement. First, it's moto time. Hey, remember, rich people, poor people, poor people like rich, rich people like poor. Think about that when it comes to tax time. Hey, just pay your bills. Don't forget. Don't rob Peter to pay Paul. Hey, and remember... One thing my daddy always says, never quit your day job while conquering the world. You can achieve everything you want to do if you just do everything that you follow, put everything into perspective. And remember, time is money. Money is time. Wasting time, you're just wasting money. Follow the rules. Do whatever you got to do. Um, be true to yourself. Achieve your dreams. Don't let anyone settle you short. Hey, if you're going to be successful, get out there, grind, be on that hustle, be grind. This podcast is sponsored by BlackBlueElectronica.com. For all your electronic needs, get out there and do it. Be a vigilant. This podcast is sponsored. It's also a veteran-owned podcast. That's me. I am a veteran, and I sponsor this podcast, and I use Black and Blue Electronica because Black and Blue Electronica sponsors my podcast, helps fund my podcast. I don't ask for anything. All I ask you to do is just go to blackandblueelectronica.com and, and just check me out. That's the way you can help further and support my content, support my podcast. I don't ask you for money. All I ask you to do is buy something. You buy a product, buy one or two items, you're supporting my podcast. I'm not asking you to make a donation. All I'm asking you is to buy a product. See, when you buy a product, you're supporting my podcast. Do that, all right? Let's begin. When I talk to you, I'm talking to you about corruption in the police department we're going to focus on one corrupt police department there's many and we can go with the george floyd corruption and stuff but what we're going to focus on is the kansas city police department the kansas city police department has a systematically systemically been a corrupt police department the two kansas city police departments that's kansas city missouri police department as well as kansas city kansas police department i systemically been hands-on witness to the racism and the corruption they've been going on i am from kansas city the missouri side not the kansas side my relatives live in the kansas side as well as the missouri side but 90 percent of my relatives live in the kansas side they have been systemically been the most corrupt police department there ever been let me tell you something back in the early 80s during the crack epidemic the kansas city police department was out there busting people they are the they are the worst when it comes to corruption. They are the worst. Instinctively, they have this band of brotherhood called the Thin Blue Line. When it comes to corruption, they are the most corrupt police department. Do you know that they have been locking up more innocent people than anything? People have been jailed for doing for exercising their First Amendment rights in Kansas City. That police department needs to just revamp. They need to defund that police department. Both police departments, they are just so massively corrupt. Do you know that the Kansas City built a brand new prison there? And now that prison is overcrowded and now they got to build a new one? That, that that system down there is just so massively corrupted because that system needs to be overhauled. It's just the way that city is uh, the most beautiful city. It's the city of fountains, the birthplace of jazz, the good bar- birth of Kansas City style barbecue great city but their police department is so massively corrupt cops are just systemically pulling over 99 percent of the time is black and brown 
black and brown. And basically, if you ever watch that show, um, um, NYPD Blue, the way they say how many collars, here's what it is. I, you get a cop that goes in a neighborhood. Just say, we're going to the urban neighborhoods. If you live in Kansas City, that'll be the east side. East side of Kansas City is the urban neighborhood. You see cops around there that are going off of 27th Prospect, going off of 39th and Prospect, um, 38th and Mangal, you know, Locust, Hocus Pocus. There's no joke in Kansas City. Hocus Pocus, you're on 12th and Locust because downtown Kansas City, the jail was right above the, um, the police department on Hocus Pocus, you're at 12th and Locust. That's where the old jail was. That's in Kansas City. Now, right across the street there, they have the new jail. That jail is so full, they got to build a new one. They're full. And the police department is so corrupt because they have this band of brotherhood of gangs in there. And they have this racism of within that city, the police department. There's so much massive racism and so much that they need to restructure that city. And I'm telling you, people out there are fighting to get justice done. Let me tell you something. There was a um, really good friend of mine. I'm not going to mention her name or anything. I'm just going to tell you the story about her. There was a friend of mine, a really good friend of mine. Her brother was killed by the Kansas City, Kansas Police Department. And he was in handcuffs. They said he was reaching for a gun. How do you reach for a gun if your hands are behind your back? In handcuffs. And he said he reached for a gun. How is it if your hands are behind your back in handcuffs? And they said he was running. That didn't happen. Yeah. And then another really good, my best friend's brother was killed by the police department out there. A massive jurisdiction of police departments came out there and shot him. When they could have just talked him down, they didn't. They just sat there and offloaded. When they did the investigation, they blamed him saying blamed him a good example here's what they probably said suicide by cop you know an example they got lawyers and everything couldn't find anything so they settled for whatever i don't know i don't know the story that's just those are two cases those two i do know because i witnessed i was there when those two things were happening i was you know i know the people personally not mentioning their names because you know anonymity and stuff and i didn't get permission to to mention their names so i'm not mentioning them in this podcast but i'm just telling you those police department is so out of case and then you have this mayor there that is so not for the city i'm telling you they need better policing in that city they need better policing seriously they need to better police this police system there their system is so just so not right i remember growing up i used to i remember growing up in my neighborhood i had cops that look like me nowadays cops don't look like me cops look like a Cops look like somebody from the suburbs. Uh, you know, you have more white cops in black neighborhoods who don't live in that neighborhood. But then you have these. Then you also have other cops that are just witnessing, witnessing brutality. I mean, I, I've heard. I mean, I've seen many cases of police brutality in that city. Well, yes, crime is up an all time high. Yes, we're not talking about people. I would say, well, what about the crime? You got to have the cops. We're not talking about that. We're talking about keeping cops honest. Holding them accountable for their actions. I have never, listen, listen to me, listen carefully. I have never, ever seen a cop in Kansas City Police Department history or KCK Police Department history ever get charged or found guilty of a crime they committed. You know why? Because the thin blue line. They protect their own. And then you have the policemen's union that are backing these cops that are just, you know, 
that are just brutally taking over the system and they're corrupting the system. It's a corrupt justice system there. And then you have the, the court system. I remember one time when I was growing up, they had this judge. He was called the hanging judge. He had two pistols. He sat in his courtroom with two pistols on his, on his, on his podium. He was a judge, a sitting judge. And then they had this system where they had prosecutors and prosecutors as well as prosecutors and the public defenders were working hand to hand to put these people in jail instead of giving rehabilitation for first time offenders, locking them up. Oh, I remember they did a study where they had these two guys. Both of them were brothers. They did a college study. It's a, you can probably find it. You can look it up. Two brothers. Or were they brothers? Or best friends. One was white. One was black. Did the exact same crime. The white kid got a slap on the wrist. And got slapped on the wrist and did community service while the black kid went straight to jail and got massive sentences. And you know what? They did that. They wrote out. They wrote their thesis out. And one was in jail. For a crime, for the exact same crime, the exact same simple crime they did. One got jail, one got a slap on the wrist. That's unfair. That is an atrocity. That is not right. I don't understand how this system. And then you hear this. This is what I hear. This is what I hear. I hear, uh, but there's good cops. Let me, let me, let me give you an analogy. If you got one, here's, here's a good analogy. We're going to use food because I am a cook. Let's say I got uh, a good, let's say I got a, a, um, a strawberry. We'll use some fruits. I got a strawberry. Well, we use strawberry. I got a strawberry that's rotten. I put that rotten strawberry in, in a bowl of good, fresh strawberries. Leave it there. Say two weeks, three weeks. Guess what happens? And that strawberry is rotten and leave it in there for three weeks with all these fresh, good strawberries. Guess what happens to some of the other strawberries? They become to get rotten. That same analogy is with the police department. If you knowingly know there's corruption going on, you need to speak out. Oh, but then when you speak out, you're labeled as someone, you're labeled as, you're labeled as someone who's can't be trusted. You, you violated the, um, you violated your oath. So we're going to not trust you or when you need a, when you need assistance, they're not going to come and help you because you can't be trusted with the most innermost sanctum secrets that the police department holds a, hold accountable to you. See, everybody always says, well, not all cops are all cops. Not all cops are good. Not all cops are bad. There's good cops. Listen, that's not the issue. The issue is if you have one bad cop, you're all bad. If you are a chief of police and you have if you if you are a chief of police of a police department and you have one bad cop, you're all bad. Because that one bad person makes everyone looks bad. It doesn't matter how good you do. It's the problem of systemically you are not following protocol. Let me let me go. We can talk about Kansas City because let's go back further. Back in the early turn of the century, during the roaring 20s, back in the early 20s or 30s, during the boom of Kansas City's jazz scene, do you know that a guy named Tom Pendergrass was the county commissioner? Tom Pendergrass was the county commissioner. He also controlled, he also handled handling with the police department. He controlled the liquor. He controlled which bars were open, 
which place can sell liquor, which place can run business. He had that much of a stronghold. And he also ran ties with the mobsters. That whole time was doing the time and he controlled with an iron fist. You did not go against him. It's the same thing we can look at with the FBI. If you want to go a little into history, FBI. J. Edgar Hoover was the was the most feared person every person in power who was rich or actors actors senators congressmen were afraid of him because he had so much dirt on so many famous important people they were corrupt he was a corrupt person and then people um, he's a hero not necessarily and when he go back to Kansas City that time right there people I remember, this is something I remember. I remember my grandmother told me this story, and I, and I was a little kid when she told me. So, you know, some things may be missing. My grandmother told me one time how when she was, when she was dating my grandfather, my grandmother was light, bright, almost near white. She was what you call passing. She could pass for a white woman. That's how light my grandmother was. But my grandmother knew she was colored because she'd tell people she's colored. But my grandfather was 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 brown skin and when my grandfather would date her white people would sit there and jump and beat my grandfather up would jump and beat my grandfather up because he was they thought he was dating a white woman that was times that was bad and when they would go tell the police the people say well you shouldn't have been out at this time of night you know in certain you know in certain states they had this thing called sundown states and i thought it was a joke but it was actually true. Sundown states or sundown cities, sundown towns were, uh, were, were was a saying that don't let the don't let the don't let the darkness catch you. Don't let you don't be caught out at dark. And those were towns that were highly systemically clan or just brutally racist people that just didn't care. And the police department were a part of it. Police will pull you over. I remember my grandmother told me one time that my grandfather and her were driving, going to the, they were driving, in, they were driving in Missouri. My grandfather was going somewhere, somewhere to go, he was driving somewhere, they were going to go pay some bills or something, and they were driving. My grandfather got pulled over by the police. Police yanked out my grandmother, yanked out my grandfather. Kids were in the car. My mom was, I don't think my mom was born at that time, but they yanked him out of the car threw my grandfather on the hood of the car of his car and asked him boy where'd you get this car where'd you steal this car at my grandfather's like um sir um i bought this car i'm a musician Uh, i make this amount of money yeah yeah right boy Uh uh-huh 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 is that right boy that's what they said to my grandfather that was the that was the kansas city police department at a time they got a little better but they're still having the undertones of the racism still there. That racism is still there. I mean, the undertones are still there. I'm going to tell you like this. I, 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 I think they should defund the police department. I think they should take that police department, dismantle it and rebuild that police department. Camden, New Jersey. This is what they did in New Jersey. In one of their cities, I think it was Camden or Trenton or one of those. One of those. It's in New Jersey. They literally dismantled that whole police department and they revamped it, rebuilt it. They hired people that want to care about the community. There was a high that 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 community was a high crime community. 
but they literally forced they revamped it now the chief police cares about the community they got community active groups they got people out there that care police officers want to help instead of reaching for a gun to shoot someone brutally killing some people they want to help Kansas City Police Department you got to do better no there's no way you could do better because you're so must you're so massively corrupt that there's nothing that people will ever do to have the trust people lost faith in the city police department in Kansas City they lost faith in in the police system they really have I'm just telling you, people have lost trust and faith in the Kansas City Police Department. And the Kansas City, Kansas Police Department, oh my God. I remember, I remember growing up, there were times when people would actually run from Kansas City, Kansas to Missouri just to hide from the police department because they were that corrupt over there. They were literally beat. They had this rule, they had this standing rule in Kansas City, Kansas Police Department. They don't have it no more because the laws are... I mean, people got a little better. People got cell phones. I remember growing up, my, uh, I remember growing up, my mom would tell me, we got to leave. We would go over in Kansas and visit. And she said, we got to leave. I'm like, why? We just can't be out at night. In Kansas City, Kansas. And I'm like, what do you mean we can't be out at night? She said, we just can't be out at night. And I'm like, why? She says, we just can't. Because the police were that corrupt. They will pull you over and will find a reason to arrest you. They will throw, they will trump up charges. Oh, you're flexing. Oh, you're yelling. Oh, you touched me. That's an assault. Boom. You're going to jail. Boom, boom, boom. You're locked up. Their jails were so massively getting full. It was like a money pit. I'm going to talk, um, I'm going to do another podcast about the corrupt prison, prison system. But for now, I just want to talk about the Kansas City Police Department, how that needs to be restructured. And if you live in Kansas City, God bless you. I love you. I love my city, the city of fountains. But that police department needs to be restructured. And, and if you just live there, I mean, hit me up on my social media. Hit me up on my podcast. Listen to this podcast. I mean, I, I, I pray for all my family members. I know hands down how the police is because I got a little brother. I got a little brother. I got a little brother. My little brother is a, is a convicted felon. Yes, he's been in and out of the jail system. I remember one time, me and my brother... He just got out of jail and I had just got, I, I was in my car and I was driving and while I was driving, a cop pulled behind me and I'm, I'm legal, license, insurance, registration, I had everything and this, and I got pulled over. And my brother was sitting in the car and the cop literally said to me, driver's license, registration and proof of insurance. I hand all that to him. You know, and we're talking and the cop's talking, the cop's standing there. The cop looks at my brother and and he radios for backup. So he looks at my brother and he goes, excuse me, um, my brother just got out of jail. I mean, the ink on the papers of him getting out was no more than a couple of days. That's how long he's been out. And the cop goes, looks at my brother. Hey, you got ID on you? And my brother wasn't driving. And I, we had no drugs in the car or nothing. The cop asked this question. Do you, you give me permission to search your car? I said, no. Because, I, I mean, I know the rules. No. You run my name. He ran my name. He found out no warrants, no priors. So he asked my brother. He runs his name. At that time, my, he asked my brother. He asked him simple questions. Have you, um, you got to, my brother, you know, 
He, he knows the rules. He gave his ID. He didn't have to, but he did because he wanted to let's get this done and get over with. So the cop goes, hey, have you ever been in, you ever been in trouble? And I, I told my brother, you don't answer that. You don't have to answer that. He's running your name. So once he runs your name, it'll show. So don't say anything. The less you talk, the better you are. That's what I told my brother. My brother sat there and was like, you know, he's a felon. So, you know, the prison mentality, you know, you know, the man, he's the man. Cops, the man. He says, he's like, yes. Oh, so would you go to? So would you? So would you get it? So would you go to jail for? He's asking my brother all these questions. I'm telling my brother, stop talking. So my brother finally, he listened to me. He just shut it up because they're gonna. I told him, stop. And the cop walks away. I told my brother, don't tell them because they're gonna run your name and it's gonna show everything. And then you gotta sit there and disclose everything. So my brother just says, all right, fine, I'll listen to you. So he listens. The cop comes back and he tells my brother, can you get out? Can you step outside the car? So my brother steps out of the car and the cop tells me, can you step outside the car? As I stepped out the car, I said, click, click. I locked the doors. Cop walks over and he wants to grab the door. He says, hey, can you lock your car door? I said, no. You got it. You got it. You got a warrant. You got a probable cause. You have probable cause. You have warrant. This is what the cop said. I, there, there's been a report of two black gentlemen um, fitting your description in this neighborhood. Um, um, in this neighborhood, did a robbery. That's what they said. That's what they said. I go, really? First thing they said, really? My description. I, at the time, at the time that I had my car and everything, I was well-dressed. I was well-dressed. I had shirt and tie on. I was just coming from a job interview. I was coming from a job interview and I was well-dressed, suit down to the nine, going to an interview, just got from the interview. And I'm looking, he says, my description. So you're telling me a guy that's sharp dressed like me is, is wanted for robbery. And the cop just looks at me, he goes, well, yeah. I said, so if you're lying to me, that means that I can have your badge. And I said, so can I get your badge number? Can I get your name and badge? Badge number? Cop says, no. He says, why? I, I, I'm asking. And I had my pen and I had paper and I started writing down. His, I, I started writing stuff because at that time, at that time, my cell phone that I had didn't have the new technology that we have with video and stuff. It was the old, the old flip phone. So and I just started writing stuff down. And I said, because you I said, what you're doing is wrong and you're lying. And he looks at me and my brother's standing there nervous because he just got out of jail. And he's like, I don't want to go back. To I said, shut up. I got this. I got you. And they were like, blah, blah, blah. they were talking about blah, blah, blah. And then he goes like this. After he held me over for a good 30 minutes, running everything. And then a cop goes, hey, you know what? We can make this smoother if you just let me search your car. I said, you're not searching my car. And I'm not giving you permission to search my car. Sorry. I don't trust you. I don't trust you. Because I don't trust the police department here. Y'all are more corrupt than anything else. And I said that to the cop. And the cop looked at How do you know we're corrupt? How do I know? Because you said, you said that I fit a description. A well-dressed guy in a shirt and tie and a suit. I'm not sweating. I have shirt and tie and suit. Smelling good. With resumes in my hand, with a, with, a, with a briefcase and a resume, with resumes in my hand, going coming from a job interview, and you said that I robbed someone, well-dressed. And he says, well, yes, 
you fit the description. Really? Because I'm black. I said, because I'm a person of color, I fit the description. And he goes, yes. So come to find out I wasn't the person. And they just and they lied because I went down to the police department. I filed a complaint. That's what you got to do. File that complaint. I filed a complaint with the police department. Do you know what they did? They investigated. They said, um, "You sorry." All they said was, "We're sorry." You mistaken identity. No, there was no mistaken identity. That officer said, he said specifically, "I know you did it. Just let me search that car." And no, no, no. I followed every rules. I, I, I complied with everything until he said what he said. And when he said that I am the, when he knew, he said he knew 100% that I was the perpetrator, me and my brother. Now, my brother, maybe on the other hand, I can understand, but I knew because I just picked him up because he was at my grandmother's house. He was at my grandmother's house. Not my, not my mom's mom, my dad's mother. He was at there, spent the whole day because I dropped him off over there. And I went to go to my interview. And I told him I'll come back and pick you up. That's what I did. And they swore up and down that we were the ones. Didn't even get, didn't even just think just two black people in a car. That's systemic racism. So, I want to tell you about that. Listen here, Kansas City. I love each and every one of you. If you're out there listening to this podcast, I thank you. Hit me up on all social medias. Um, hit me up on Kansas City Hood Sales and Yard Sales. That's where you're going to find me right there. If you want to check out anything else, go to um, go to my face, go to my YouTube. Go, I mean, not YouTube. Go to my Instagram page, Marine Cookie. 3381 if you're on twitter tipzip357 at gmail.com or type in jr bell i prefer tipzip357 at gmail.com hey hey if you want to sponsor me if you want to help support my podcast go to black and blue black blue electronica.com black blue electronica.com that supports my podcast that'll help me out appreciate it if you don't want to buy anything just go look at it see something in there just leave there leave me a comment leave me a feedback on my page or leave me a feedback on anchor.fm look up i got your six podcast and you can find me there all right hey i appreciate each and every one of you hey by the way bravo six going dark